To make your kiss incomplete I wanna talk to you When life reaches out and takes you Welcome to Prince Trap by Track President Steve Wonder Classics. Today we're going to be talking about something out of the blue. And that thing out of the blue will be the song called Something Out of the Blue. From the album Where I'm Coming From, released April 12th, 1971, very close to Stevie Wonder's 21st birthday. Uh, the track uh, is mostly Stevie Wonder, although I feel like there's a string arrangement from the Funk Brothers that is probably on there. Um, because it doesn't feel like Stevie's doing that with synthesizers. Uh, the song, of course, is written by Cyrita and Stevie, as are most of the tracks on this album. And it is 2 minutes 59, and joining me to talk about track today is Alec Rayner. Hello, Alec. Hello, happy to be here. Uh, I think the uh, the interesting thing about this song is, what I would say it kind of feels like to me is, it feels like Stevie Wonder doing a Beatles song, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, and, you know, yeah, like Beatles' influence was never anything he, like, hid. It was always very evident. You know, he did covers of the Beatles when he was younger. Yeah, he still loves singing Beatles songs and always sings the praises of McCartney, Lennon, all of them. Obviously, later on, he would work with Paul um, on some songs that I feel some people think are probably the worst stuff he put out. But Oh, yeah, some of the <laughs> funniest stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it just has such a kind of Beatle feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the lyrics as well, like a very... On the kind of lyric sides I've looked at, they break the verse and chorus down into very small pieces. Like every line is the verse and every line is the chorus. <laughs> um, just because he keeps saying something out of the blue, you said you needed me too. Mm-hmm. Now, I find it interesting that obviously this is co-written with Cyrita, you know, like as all the other songs are on this album. Um, because this feels more like a declaration that Stevie is making to Cyrita. Um, some of the lines in here where, you know, he he's, he says that, um, uh, you know, uh, like kind of, I when, when like particularly the chorus line, you know, something out of the blue said I needed you. Um, and then, you know, said I, you need me too. Like the, kind of uh, this kind of whole thing of like, you know, my love is you. Like these, these little declarations in the choruses, um, feel like him kind of saying stuff very specifically to Cyrita, um, you know, and just this kind of like, you know, I opened my mind, peace I could not find. I should say as well, the lyrics don't, like, in terms of the production, they don't really kind of make, like, they don't really fit. Like, the, the kind of, the lyrics, like, the fact that something in the title he has blue in there, it does feel like this is a bit more kind of like downbeat and melancholy in terms of the lyrical content, but the way it's like arranged and sung is a bit more kind of upbeat. So it's kind of a little bit at, at odds with like the, the lyrical content. Um, yeah, you know, it's uh, definitely a bit of a contrast and, with that and all the different the strings yeah. and um, there's a little like string solo even kind of going on in the background during this track. Yeah, and towards the end we get like a tiny little bit of harmonica, like not a huge amount, but the harmonica like isn't on the track as like a, an instrument. It's just like a, a short little solo, um, you know. And I don't know. I like I I kind of like the sentiment that's here because he's you know he's kind of saying you know I open my mind peace I could not find like you know this this kind of state that he's in and this is something that's kind of reflected on a few other songs on this album and also on kind of the next album as well um you know mostly i would say about his relationship with Cyrita is this idea that before he met her he was kind of a little bit lost and kind of didn't know what to do and was you know i guess kind of sort of happy but just not really fully happy um you know and he he talks about you know what gladness in my heart to know my love's been found like mm-hmm. So it's I, I, these lyrics of like you can kind of read them as like a poem, like they are very kind of poetic. 
Um, there's there's kind of not that many rhymes in here. It's it's really weird. It's like if you were to just kind of take out the repetition of you know then something out of the blue, um, you could actually kind of fit this into a few kind of stanzas, and it would actually make a you know a reasonably good poem. Um, and and that's again, I, I feel like that's probably more the influence of Cyrita. This is something that obviously you know um, I'll kind of talk about a little bit more on some of the other tracks. Uh, as we go through this project but like her influence on his songwriting seems to bring out this kind of poetic thing in him yeah exactly um, she was um, you know. did a really good job of you know extracting the lyrics and stuff like that while um that's usually where most of her credit goes to is like lyricing the lyrics and the phrases and stuff like that that kind of fit along yeah. with stevie's you know um, instruments and arrangements and stuff like that is um what I remember. And they had a relatively short marriage, if I remember correctly. Like, I think this was yeah. when they were married. Because I know they yes. kept working with each other even, like, after the marriage ended, if I remember correctly. For years after the marriage ended. Oh, wow. <laughs> they, they kept working together. Um, so, yeah, they were they were married, like, the year before this album came out. Mm-hmm. And they were divorced by the time the next album came out. Um, <laughs> so it was less than... It was about 18 months that 18 they, were, months. they were married for. Wow. And, but um, the relationship... The relationship with her went back a few years before their marriage. So, you know, a lot of songs like, you know, Sign Sealed Delivered were written for her. Yeah. Um, and then and then kind of even some of the songs on Talking Book where, you know, they're divorced. Half of those songs are kind of written for her and the other half are written about her. Um, and kind of the post-divorce kind of Stevie Wonder yeah. uh, talking about how his baby's made some other plans. So, you know, their relationship, you know, is kind of very important for these first few albums. Yeah. Um, I would say, really, it's only by the time you get to Songs in the Key of Life that kind of the influence of this relationship has kind of faded a little bit. You know, the next few albums, it's it's kind of very central. Like, whenever he's writing kind of love songs um, on these next like three albums it's pretty clear that they're directly about Cyrita or they've been co-written by Cyrita you know yeah. she, like she she had a hand yeah and then she also, even gave the songs some of these songs to Cyrita for her own albums and all that yeah yeah I mean he produced two albums and both of those are done after the divorce oh wow um, you know something that obviously the previous subject of this podcast would not do as soon as he divorced <laughs> someone that was yeah. the end of his relationship with her. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so I I mean I just kind of love the sentiment in here though, like, you know, the kind of when he says chains total my climb, I was pushed out of time, then something out of the blue said you'd see me through. Like the idea that like there was something missing in his life or something holding him back, and then he found Cyrita and you know, that's that's kind of what will bring him through, you know. Now where hope was lost, love paid the cost, something out of the blue said, My my love is you. Like you know, obviously, with having a co-writing credit, it's kind of a, a bit cheeky for her to kind of, you know, put words into his mouth. But, you know, I think I think the sentiment is, you know, just the way that you hear, you know, in particular, something that obviously, uh, you know, I'll try to bring up. But it, it kind of is almost taken as a given is how great Stevie Wonder's voice is. And so, you know, he kind of sells the emotion in this song, you know, like you you, you feel like he was kind of lost and needed someone. And then he found Sirita and, you know this is the thing, you know, out of the blue, you know, said I needed you. And like, that's, that's the kind of thing that kind of seems to be driving the, the song. Yeah. Um, it feels very love struck 20 year old, which you, you know, he was 20 years old right now. And, um, you know, that's just, you know, a crazy place to be when you're 20 years old, you've already had a number one record by the time you were, you know, 13 or 12 or whatever. And, um, you know, he's been progressing as an artist and this was really, you know, 71 for Motown, that was a pretty big year. You had Marvin Gaye's What's Going On. You had um, 
you know, this album where I'm coming from. And they were both kind of contrasted the stereotypical Motown assembly line kind of production thing that they usually had going on where it was like streamlined hits, multiple people doing very specific jobs where these projects, you know, were curated mostly by like the one person, by the Marvin Gaye, the Stevie Wonder. And they, they weren't as, you know, streamlined for instant success. There's a lot of songs on this album that go over like five minutes and um, stuff like that. So I, I would definitely um, say that this was the start of the genius period. This is when he started playing with all the different crayons in the box. You know, I always found that to be pretty cool. And I think um, Barry Gordy was even like hesitant of you know, this album and Marvin's album. They came, I think they came out like back to back. I think this came out a couple months before Marvin Gaye's What's Going On. And um, I think the success of What's Going On probably helped a lot with, you know, Stevie's evolution because, you know, Motown was willing to even give, you know, Stevie more chances to, delve into his personal stuff and curating his own sounds because this album wasn't a super success like um the albums that would you know later win um album of the year three times in a row at the grammys but i think you know these are very essential building stones where stevie is finding his footing and that's what this album reminds me of he's finding his footing and you know it's a sign of great things to come. What's going on? The song was released uh, in the January of 71. Uh, the album was actually released on 21st of May. So it came out like roughly five weeks after this album came out. But the song had been out for, you know, three months before this album came out. So, you know, obviously, you know, was it also was a huge success. And I think, you know, obviously that, that success by Marvin Gaye, you know, like that was kind of one of the things that, like you say, it helped kind of influence uh, Stevie. Uh, and also, you know, the fact that his contract said he could leave if once he was 21, if he wanted, I think that was also the, why this album, he was given so much freedom because it was like, if you don't give him the freedom, then he's just going to go. Yeah, he's somewhere that deliver. will. <laughs> yeah, he's going to deliver an album full of like covers and then just le walk out and just go somewhere where somebody actually wants him. Um, you know, not for nothing that, you know, uh, Motown's uh, kind of headquarters was called Hitsville, USA, you know, and was was open 22 hours a day, basically. <laughs> so, you know, um, and like you say, it was kind of like an assembly line. You had like the Funk Brothers, you know, people were kind of uh, very specifically disciplined, you know, like you had, you know, good guitarists, good bassists, and they would just literally go from studio to studio, just recording a song and then moving on to the next one. And, you know, it was kind of like an assembly line. Um, and I do think that, you know, Stevie Wonder and Marvin Gaye kind of asserting themselves as artists was very important for Motown having artists. Like, you know, up until this point, they they kind of, they've had acts, you know, they've had people who've been successful. They had people who can do hits. You know, they've obviously proven that they can do that 22 hours a day, you know, but they 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 didn't really have kind of artists. And I think both of them kind of asserting themselves and, and kind of saying, you know, we, we want to be you know we want to have artistic control and we want to be able to say what songs are on our albums you know that was obviously kind of like a, you know an important kind of step in that direction um of course you know by the following year they moved out of 
Hitsville, USA. <laughs> yeah. And you know, they moved they moved to uh they moved to uh, LA basically and uh you know, every like most of the funk brothers found this out by a note that was pinned to the studio door that basically said we've moved to LA. That's it basically you're fired. Um obviously the building today is, you know, is like a museum as most kind of former recording studios are. Um which, you know, if you wanted you can go and tour and see where all these songs were done, but yeah, you know, he still has, you know, Stevie is still under the influence of the Hitsville kind of, you know, kind of factory. Um, you know, he's still recording stuff there. He's still using the Funk Brothers. You know, he's still having stuff arranged by David Van Der Peet and Jerry Long and Paul Reiser. But he's gradually asserting himself. Uh, obviously, this isn't really a great example of that because basically it sounds like a Beatles song and yeah. it's three minutes. So it's kind of like a. So, you know, it, it kind of doesn't really reflect it. You know, I think there's other, there's other songs on this album, like you say, that are longer than five minutes that kind of more reflect, um, you know, Stevie's independence. Um, so uh, is there anything else that we need to say about uh, about something out of the blue? Not particularly. I will. I'm going to give a lot of compliments. I love how Stevie's voice has matured throughout his little Stevie wonder and just coming up. And, um, you know, as I said, it's a great just stepping stone to greater things to come and the music's great the arrangement's great i love the the strings on this is probably my favorite part of the song itself and um you know i'm glad stevie released this good good job (laughs) i mean i would say for me probably only a four out of five uh maybe a four and a half just because i think you know he's still finding his sound and he's still kind of relying on the hitsville kind of stuff yeah and so you know i think the next few albums he'll really kind of stake out his territory but here it feels like he's still kind of you know, this does feel like something that could yeah, have been... Yeah, it's a little bit more in the car. Yeah, it, it feels like it could have been something that was on, like, an album in the 60s. Like, it's still a little bit kind of slightly behind. It's not as kind of groundbreaking as some of the other stuff on this album. So, uh, I'd say four and a half. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I would go around three and a half, where, um, you know, he's not pronounced. He still feels kind of like a cog in the Paul Motown machine, but he's getting... He's a bigger cog, and he's controlling more things now. And it just leads to great stuff. You know, this is, you know, his internship before he became a big, big genius artist. Uh, well, then let's go to plugs. Is there anything that you wish to plug, Alec? Yes. My Twitter is AlecRainer98. Love Stevie Wonder. Love Prince. I love talking to people. And I'm happy to be here. I'm glad to do the show. And you can find this project uh, on Twitter at Stevie by Wonder. Uh, thanks for being my guest here today, Alec. Yeah, anytime. And otherwise, goodbye. Later.